Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, 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 and good morning, and welcome back to your National League Preview podcast. I'm once again joined today for the best podcast on Low League Look with my wonderful co-host, Lauren. So, Lauren, how are you doing today? I am absolutely worn to the bone. Uni is taking it out of me. I had my sister around for the weekend, which was lovely. It was very nice, but it's meant I've done no work. And we did far too much partying and my body just can't cope. Just can't see, cope. See, I would say, I would say I, I um, feel sorry for you, but I don't because I've been there myself and I know what the uni life is like. You know, we, we all we all been there. But the fact that you're a trooper and you still turn up week in, week out with oh, such yeah. busy schedules should be commended. So, um, yeah, I'm happy you're here. But today is going to be a not not a quick one, but we need to be maybe quicker than previous weeks because of like commitments and stuff so we're going to get straight into it this week with the very important and encouraging news leading off last week the end of last week's episode about Rochdale having a potential investor an American investor um in place if but it's only if but I can't see them them not turning down the the share structure it's only if the the stakeholders and the shareholders accept the majority vote for changing the structure of the shares but literally, it's either they say yes and they get a new investor, or they say no and they liquidate. So, like from a neutral, I can't see any world where they say no. So it is very obviously from looking so bleak last week to where they are now, or and it's very, very important and very, very bright news, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, completely. It's so um, reassuring that there is there's hopefully something in place. Uh, we were saying last time that it's it's so unfortunate to see clubs even be in this position of having to talk about uh new ownerships and nearly going under and liquidating but it's it's so uh exciting to see that there is a chance that there's going to be new ownership and 
um, that it seems to be all in the works. And fingers crossed for all the Dale fans out there. Yeah, definitely. And and, and the thing is, I've done a little bit of little bit of uh, of my own research into the company that uh, are taking over. Well, I'll supposedly say we'll say that for now because anything could happen in football hmm. supposedly taking over Rochdale in the coming days and they so they're they're an American um group and they are called they're called world soccer holdings LLC now there's not much on face value um for you to look at when when you're googling it but if you go into company houses they own quite a lot of like uh I think they own one European team and they own a few American teams, and they seem to they seem to be doing quite well with the teams overseas that they're they're purchasing and that they've got control over. So it's not like it's not like they Rochdale have been pressured into taking a a chance and a risk on a chance that you know could could backfire on them. Obviously, like anybody could turn out to be a chance, so there is a risk, of mm-hmm. course. But the fact that they've got the pedigree there of like behind other football clubs as well in other countries is is a big thing, isn't it? That's super reassuring, definitely. And yeah, but so congratulations. Well, we'll say congratulations for now, but congratulations after Thursday, after the, hopefully the vote is passed to our Rochdale listeners. And I hope the future with your American investors is very bright. But as long as they don't start calling it soccer, we'll be happy because... Well, we don't we don't call football soccer over here, so yeah, like that's another thing we need to look out for. But moving on now, shall we talk very briefly about Tuesday night's round of games, Lauren? Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Um, you, you want to start us off? Pick anywhere. Well, we'll just have a chat. Definitely can do. I mean, there were there were six games on our Tuesday. Um, obviously, there was. There's quite a few red cards in the in the league that yes. on Tuesday. Well, Woking, Kidderminster, and Eastleigh all all receiving some suspensions. Um, it's been it was a bit of a. I mean, there were there were goals throughout it, really, weren't there? Um, having a nosy now. I mean, none of the games were particularly exciting, like in terms of close close ties um but some of them were still very important obviously Solly Hall losing to Kidderminster mm-hmm. is quite a big um in fact same with well Barnet with it always would have been an option that they were going to lose to yeah, Chesterfield but... I, I think obviously that that Barnet Chesterfield game was probably the most eye-catching before kickoff mm. tie of the round because obviously Barnet had I think with the second at the time, off definitely third at the time, and Chesterfield were flying. Um, but look, Chesterfield had to find a response. You know, they mm. they they hadn't they hadn't won in the the previous two, which for them in in this division this season was unheard of. So you know they were always going to come and find a response, and it looks like it was a pretty comfortable night for them in the end. Obviously, and. In terms of the playoff place, it was actually a really good night from it. So we turned we turned Tuesday into a really good night from a really shit Saturday performance in front of eleven and a half thousand people at home to Kidderminster. But it was a good night, obviously. In terms of the result, obviously we uh, we won two one away to Eastleigh on 
on Tuesday night, and we we dominated the game really from I, I would say start to end, but I'll give them a bit of credit. It was probably start to about 80th minute, and yes, easily got a red card, but we were we were bossing all the stats and we were one nil up at half time. You know what I mean? So it was like yeah, I was very confident we were going to win the game at half time anyway. But then the man got sent off two minutes into the second half and you think it's going to open up a bit. And it did. We got the second goal, obviously. Both both goals getting scored by Joe Garner, who is now starting to show that he's got pedigree at higher divisions and you can see it at this level, which I think is important for us going forward. But then in typical Latics fashion, they about probably about 12 minutes from time, the winger um, stepped forward with the ball from about... 25 yards and just ping one like <laughs> one of them unstoppable shots like uh, straight into the top corner past the keeper yeah, and even with 10 stunning. minutes it, yeah even with 10 minutes it was still a bit of twitchy bum time you know what I mean you're still a little bit nervous because you're thinking we really need this result but look, we held on and we were actually one of the only teams really in the in the playoffs to get maximum points and it give, gives us a little bit of a, a little bit of a breather now in the play I mean I, I say breather it's three points but that's that's a bit more of a breather than it has been in previous weeks. So it, yeah, it was a big, important result for us that week. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely, especially with Solly Hull and Barnet and Ulti, um being well. Ulti now is well. I mean, they're not too far off the playoff area, but um, yeah, with all of them dropping points over the week in the midweek games, um, there really was a chance for for Oldham to sort of cement themselves a bit bit closer into the the playoff zone. Uh definitely capitalised on it. I can't believe it. Hmm? I said we actually capitalised on Yeah for one. And I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But now we have to back it up at home. We have a we have a curse at home. We can't play in front of the boundary park crowd. So we're playing South End. We'll we'll come into the games obviously at weekend, but we're playing South End at weekend and that's probably a, a real chance to cement ourselves, you know a couple of points clear in the playoffs for the first time this season with how tight it's been. And I just, I just don't feel confident, if I'm being honest, against, with being at home. But Against a team in good form as well, winning yeah. their last three. But I still think I still think if you've got playoff aspirations, you've got to be winning the majority of your home games from now till the end, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, so we'll see what we're made of. We'll definitely see what we're made of. And then, obviously, the, the, the other one we'll touch upon briefly is just really... it. It has been a really, really wonderful week for Rochdale. Obviously, that news yesterday, and and they also got um they also got a three nil home win against Weldstone to cap off the their um two two draw comeback draw against the runaway league leaders on Saturday. So it's been some week if you're a Rochdale fan, really, hasn't it? No, I mean I wouldn't say I particularly envy the the Rochdale fans with the the uncertainty that that is still no. above the heads but if you look at purely this week it's been a it's been a very exciting week for the yes, for the Dale fans absolutely you could so do worse now, for a week now before we go on to uh this week's games which obviously it's a preview show so we will be touching on this com- tomorrow's games but do you want to talk about your game of the week from last week very briefly? I can, I can indeed. And I have um, actually done a fair bit of um, research about this one. Although, again, I've lost my yellow and red cards. So this is what happens when you drink too much alcohol. Of, they're either in that pile of rubbish papers or 
this pile of rubbish papers. There's so many. They're somewhere. So you might just have to imagine for today that I've got yellow and red cards. For those that are on the audio and haven't seen this bit before, I run through my game of the week, which Aaron so very kindly um, supplies to me in this show. And then at the end, I give the ref a rating um, of either no card, a yellow or a red, depending on their decisions, Um, which was a really hard decision for me this week. So my game of the week was the Hartley-Paul-Solihull game uh, that ended in a 2-1 home win to Solihull. Um, I mean, it was a bit of an exciting game. Um, particularly looking at the the videos that have come out of the game. It was absolutely stunning work from uh, Joe Joe Gray from Solihull, especially like those absolute stunner of a shot sort of in the beginning of the game, about 12 minutes in. Um, Great save, I'll be honest, uh, to keep that one out, but absolute stunner of an effort. Um, But then, yeah, the, the... Oh no, that was for um Hartley Paul, sorry. Yeah. Uh but I, then, just, I, I didn't know. No, I caught myself, don't you worry. I caught myself. It's a uni brain, that it's a uni brain, we'll let her off. But yeah, yeah just yeah, so we clear so, Joe Gray Hart- plays for Hartley Paul. Hartley Paul's Joe Gray was um fabulous, absolutely stunning work uh throughout the game. Uh but particularly the twelfth minute um shot and also did some some lovely little footwork um, on this side to really try and get another goal at a different point in the game. Uh, again, absolutely stunning, but didn't get anything from that. Um, in terms of Solihull, I mean, a first goal was was a scrappy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love a short corner when it gets when it when it's pulled off correctly, right? And it may have been a scrappy one. But it was a it was a lovely short corner um, that then then got this goal for them. Uh, it was it was a bit of a, a, a like shove through, um, but you know a goal's a goal. And then like this, it couldn't be more different for the second goal. Um, absolute stunning goal. Uh, I know I've said stunning before again about uh, Joe Gray from Hartlepool. Um, but honestly, Sally Hall's second goal was just incredible. It was like the late 60s minute, like 66, 67. Uh, like a, a stunning little back heel from um, Campbell in the the six-yard penalty box. And then um, I like just dinked it uh, to the bottom corner uh, by Maycock. It was stunning. It was so, so good. Yeah, so the far corner of the goal was clipped yeah. by this ball. Oh, it was amazing. Very uh, accurate that, finish, right? Hmm? Very accurate finish. Oh, it was, yeah, it was stunning. It was really, really good. Um, there, other than that, there was a few other bits of excitement in the game. There was a very bizarre save um, from the uh, from the Solihull keeper. Um, right before the Hartlepool goal. So the Hartlepool goal basically came from two other really, really, really great blocks. Um, one of which was like the Solihull keeper diving, but sort of chest pressing the ball mid-air. It was 
it was I mean it was stunning I don't think it was necessary like he could have just stood there because it was at the height of his normal chest but it's it's the most bizarre save but it was a save at the time uh and I was very impressed with it uh yeah it was kind of a I don't want to say it was a shame that they scored because um obviously our lovely um editor Grant uh, she, she's in for getting she's in for getting fired this week I know, I know. I don't. I did tell you last week that you've given me uh, a game that's going to get me fired. But I did it to test your uh, test your um, bottle. That's what I did. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Hartlepool. You know, they 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 were peppering the goal, but it was a bit of a shame that they scored because they were just such great initial blocks, um, both by the keeper and then um, a man on nearish the line. So it was it was a bit of a shame. But the main contention of the whole game was there was a penalty shout um, for Solihull. Uh, and quite frankly, I have watched this penalty shout like three or four times and I can't quite tell whether it's a penalty or not. So after after the game, it's not been mentioned in either of the match reports. Well, it's definitely not mentioned in the Solihull match report. Um, and it wasn't mentioned on the uh, Harleypool Twitter at all. But I've I've rewatched and rewatched and rewatched this clip, and it it does look like it could have possibly been a penalty. Now yeah. I might I might get shouted at for having that opinion, uh, and you guys have got to let me know if you don't agree with me. Um, no, but- to be fair, I think if I'm the referee, I'm giving that as a penalty nine times. Yeah, out of 10. I've slowed I've slowed it down and watched it. And I think there was enough contact to warrant the going down, and it was because obviously, otherwise, it's a dive, isn't it? And then you yeah. yellow card, you yellow card him for diving. So there was obviously some sort of foul that took place because he's not been uh, like not been booked for simulation. So I would, I personally, I think I would give that, which means. That that would be a bit more of a yellow card for my referee. I mean, it wouldn't have changed the actual outcome of the game. Um, so I mean, yeah, like it's still it would have been three one instead of two one. So the the actual points distribution is the same, but I think I would have given that that penalty, and therefore I'm giving I'm not giving the ref a red card because I think throughout the rest of the game. They were pretty decent, um, but it was yeah. I, I I would have given that that penalty if that was me. So nice. I think I think refs got a yellow from me. I definitely think these these um Lozzie's games of the weeks are getting more and more detailed as the weeks go on. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm putting more effort. Well, I'm not not that I didn't put effort in beforehand, but I'm I'm bringing you the best best quality um, I think- podcasting I can bring you. You're slowly beginning to uh, love the league, aren't you? That's what it is. I told you I would. I told you. Give me a few weeks and I'll be right up in there. Just before we we take a quick uh, ad break and listen to our sponsors, um, like we always do, I just want to say, right, on on social media, I want people to take a guess how many times in that little segment more about I said the word stunning and the closest person to it will get a certificate from us. Hand, we will we'll handwrite the signatures the most, on the certificate. Yeah, some you, you'll get answer. a re, you'll get a certificate that's like the most stunning guess about the stunnings in this stunning performance or something like that. <laughs> because I'm not gonna lie, I think so. I was counting, 
subconscious Please. every time you were doing it. And I think I think you might have broke ten. I think I probably. I mean, I like the word stunning, and there was some very stunning play in this stunning game. So, Loz's stunning game of the week was a pretty stunning performance. Right, on that note, to save you from any, <laughs> listening to any more stunnings, we're going to take a quick, very, very quick break and let you listen to our sponsors for this week's episode, and we will be back with you in around a minute. Right. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We're back. And as always, thank you so much to our sponsors every week. I feel like I say it every week, and but it is important today. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without them, so we appreciate you. Now, on to the the main bulk of the the podcast and probably what the, we should do what the title says really and look ahead and preview um tomorrow's games so that's what we're going to do straight away right now and in terms of tomorrow there's i mean there's some big fixtures really at both ends of the table mm-hmm. um the ones that stick out to me straight away are like just on like attractiveness to the eyes, if that's even a, even a saying, but it is we're gonna roll with it now. Attractiveness to the eyes. I'm gonna go with maybe the teams that are already in the playoffs and teams playing against teams that are pushing for a playoff place. So like yeah. you've got you've got Bromley versus uh, Fax, for instance. You've got um, Hartlepool versus Barnet. That that'll be a big game. But then probably, in fact, I'm gonna do it right now because I've not seen a bigger ramification tie than this one. So this can be your game of the week straight away, Lauren. Are you ready? Go on. So your game of the week this week is the three o'clock and it is Woking versus Kidderminster Harriers. I thought you'd give me that one. I, I looked because, at it and I was like, yeah, you're going to give me that one, aren't you? Because right. I don't like, I don't think you'll get a bigger game in terms of ramifications for survival or promotion this week. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at the league table now, there's one point that separates both uh, both the teams. They both played the same games. They yeah. both won the same amount of games in the league this year. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a massive, massive game, really, isn't it? So it, it was a no-brainer, weren't it? Yeah, completely, completely. And uh, even then, if you look right around them, like it's it is it's a six-point tie, right? But also, obviously, York City and Fylde obviously played one less game, but. Same points as Kidderminster and uh, Dorking, same points, but two games in hand on them, right? Like, 
it's even though there's a couple of games, as I said last week, points on the board is what matters. And it's it's very much a six point game, uh, especially with everyone down there being so close. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, then, it'll, be, it'll be a big game. And obviously, Kidderminster coming off of, I mean, they, yeah. they beat, um, they, they've come off two wins, haven't they? They, they beat uh, Oldham, which Thanks. obviously is playoff, playoff. Thanks, and then. Thanks. Whoever they played, uh, they played Solihull, which is again another playoff team. Yeah, right. Like they they'll be coming in with with quite a lot of a lot of top confidence. I mean, Kiddy are on are on really really good form at the minute, aren't they? Really, I mean, they've the they've won three and drawn for, uh, one three and drawn one in the last five games. You know, that's that's not relegation form, really, is it? No, not at all. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be an interesting one. But considering I've just given you the game of the week, we like to try and differentiate and, and be different. So we need to pick a tie of the week that is different to your game of the week. So I'm gonna give you the honors of doing oh. that. So looking down the fixtures at the minute, is there any that first of all we'll go for honorable honorable mentions in terms of is there any that are sticking out to you that might be good games anywhere? And then do you want to pick us the tie of the week? What do you think it'll be? Because I've got oh. one in my head, but I want to see. If, I want to see if we're entwined at what we both in the game of the week, the tie of the week will be. Um. Okay. So I don't think that the tie of the week is going to be Chesterfield Dorking. No. No, because I feel like that's 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 not. I mean, every game of football is interesting, but in terms of league ramifications, it's not very interesting. Unless the one who's going to go off a madness and the uh, the the very uh, sharp abrupt surprising downfall of Chesterfield and the 20 point gap <laughs> could continue right now no I'm joking I'm just in wishful I'm wishful thinking there yeah um I would say that my tie of the week might be the Bromley Halifax game um that would be my suggestion as my one uh mostly because we still see that Bromley and Barnet are really sort of going at it for um like second place in the league let's be honest they're not catching up Chesterfield um but obviously Halifax are right sort of banging on the playoffs and trying to trying to cement themselves in there um it's a big game at the top of the league really um is is my that's my personal opinion you might have a different tie of the week in mind but that was going to be mine so I agree in terms of ramifications that's probably the second like eye-catching tie of the round but I think in terms of in terms of football insides and what I've seen from both sides this year I think I think the most exciting tie of the round for a neutral and I'm not doing this to blow smoke up Grant's ass unfortunately I'm just doing this from a journalistic point of view I think I think Hartlepool versus Barnet has got the potential to be a really good game because and I know obviously they they didn't get the the result they decided um, at weekend but other than that uh, Hartlepool have been on some really, really good form and playing really good football under under Phillips. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that that could be a really good footballing... Uh, I was going to say a really good footballing game of football. And that could be a really good, uh, attractive game of football to watch. So Yeah, much agreed. And, and again, it's covering the other half of the uh, second place battle, isn't it? So, yes. Um, yeah, I think I... Think I can see your standpoint on that being the tie of the week. So now we need to decide which one we're going to go. Oh, 
Well, that's, well, well, we might have to what? say you because otherwise, if we say me, it's Lauren's tie of the week and Lauren's game of the week. Yeah, but I could just give you more work to do and less work for me. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. For the, for the audio listeners, there was a look of pure horror that crossed my face. <laughs> I, I looked like I couldn't be more horrified at that that statement that Aaron's just put out there. I like the fact how quickly I had to change my uh, my statement then because I genuinely thought she was going to kill me. Like, the eyes yeah. were coming through the screen. I think um, I was more likely to cry. I think I was just about to <laughs> sort of ball into tears. Uh, you should know by now. I'm just a massive wind-up merchant was. Um, but, right, so we've boxed off what we think the, the games of the week Will and the the honourable mentions for the weekend will be. Shall we get into the probably the most exciting point from the viewers of every episode? Even though this week between us has been an absolute stinker, it's been horrendous of a predictions league. But should we get going? Yeah. Um. So. I mean, yeah, I guess we can only really start with what we thought were going to transpire on Saturday and what actually transpired. So considering you've got the paperwork, do you want to take us away? I do have the paperwork and I will indeed take us away. Uh, So I will... What's the best way to do this? Okay, so uh, I predicted a 1-0 Bromley win. You predicted a 2-0 Bromley win. Actually, um, it was a 2-0 Eastley win, so no points there. I predicted a 2-0 Altingham win. You predicted a 3-1 Alti win. Um, Alti lost. Uh, Alti lost 3-1 to Maidenhead. So uh, no points there. Um, I'm going to leave the next one. We're going to come back to the next one. So the next one is the Fylde and Borenwood game. Uh, I thought that Fylde would win 1-0. You thought there'd be a draw. Um, Borenwood won 4-0. So, um, no points there. Uh, we both predicted Chesterfield wins. Uh, guess what? Chesterfield <laughs> drew. So, um, no points there. Uh, in the Daggers game, in the Dagenham and Redbridge game, I predicted a 2-1 Daggers win and you predicted a draw. Um, Halifax won. So, uh, no points there. This is so tragically I'll the, bad. I'll leave the next one. I'll leave the next one. For the Oldham game, I predicted a 1-0 Oldham win. You predicted a, a one-all draw. Kidderminster won. So uh, that, there's no points there. Um, for the Hartlepool game, I predicted a uh, draw. And you predicted a 2-1 Hartlepool win. <laughs> <laughs> Solihull won, so there's no points there. I got the scoreline right. You did get the scoreline right, but you get no points for it because it's the wrong way. So I'm just trying to redeem cookies. myself in any way I can at this point, Lauren. Uh, in the older shot and South End game, maybe I should stop back in the shots because I said the shots would win 1 0. You said there'd be a draw. Uh, South End won 4 <laughs> 1. In the Wheelstone game, uh, in the working Wheelstone, I said it would be a 2-1 Wheelstone, and you said it would be a 1-0 Wheelstone. It was a draw, so no points there. So ju- just, I know we've missed two out, but just to 
like put it into perspective, we you just read like the fixtures off there, and we've not got any points from their fixtures. fixtures. That was ten fixtures that we got zero points from. Do you know how hard it is to do that? You know what? I think I think if Grant turned around to us at the end of this and was like, you know what, for your knowledge of the National League and trying to predict, you don't deserve to be in this company anymore. I think I'd have to take on the gym based on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'd officially lose our jobs over this and I had no stance to complain at all. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I will give us a little bit of credit sometimes. Predicting football games, like I feel like football as a sport is probably the hardest game to predict, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a- anything could happen and, like, these weeks are going to happen sometimes. Like, like it's, hopefully it doesn't become a recurrent theme and we get back to ourselves next week, but in terms of a one-off week, that was pretty, pretty abhorrent, really. Indeed. Right, I'll bring you the two scoring fixtures of this uh, this week. So, in the Barnet game, um, Barnet beat York City 2-0. Guess who said they'd win 2-0? Me. So, uh, I get three points, and you thought that it would be a 2-1 win. So, you get one point. Um yeah. So I'm already winning by two points. And then in the Gateshead game, I predicted a 4-2 Gateshead win. You predicted a 3-1 Gateshead win. Um, Gateshead won 4-0. So, I mean, I could have been cheeky and given myself an extra point for saying that Gateshead won with four goals. Um, But I didn't because we do, like, the aggregate score. Uh, So both of us get one point there. So uh, that's the whole roundup. That's that's a whole roundup. Uh, so, Lauren Lauren gets a whole four points in twelve fixtures, and uh, Aaron gets a, a nice solid two points. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Lauren. I, I would congratulate you, and obviously, congratulations for winning week number. So, what's this? Is this week number three? Three. Week three of three. doing the predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four and all, I think. I would con- congratulate you, but I don't think it's a, a week where either one of us want to take the win, really, because it's so bad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I think we want to forget about this like, week, if I'm honest. That's what I mean. Uh, that's what I mean. I mean, we've got we've got the we've got the hard task now of trying to like pretend we know what we're doing now and try and try and do this weekend. So, are you ready for that? Uh, you know what? Yes, I am. I am ready, indeed. Let's right. go then. Um, so, are you going first this time or am I going first? You went first last week, didn't you? I think so. I'll go first this week. Either way, you can go first this week. Why not? Bring okay. your expertise to the table. Okay, okay, okay. So, again, you do your order a bit different to mine, but I'm just going to go top to bottom from the list. Yeah, okay. So, the half 12 Dorking versus Chesterfield. Now, I know Chesterfield are on. I'm not going to say a slide because that's embarrassing, but <laughs> they've not uh, won a game of football in two games. How horif- horrifying is that? So I'm going to get... Did win midweek? Did they play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Sorry, sorry. They beat sorry. Barnet. Yeah, they beat Barnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Festival fans. Sorry, I'm trying to just uh, forget that you are romping this division and, and so much better than my boys. So, you know, I'm not giving you the credit where credit's due, so that's my... My apologies, but um, yeah, so anyway, what I was trying to say, I'm going to say anyway, is in the half 12, I think this will be a comfortable, a very, very comfortable Chesterfield win. 
and I'm going to go, oh, well, I'm going to say comfortable, but in terms of possession and shots, but I actually think, do I think Dawkins are going to score? That is a question. No, actually, I don't think Dawkins are going to score. I think it's going to be 2-0 to the Spy Rights. Okie dokie. Filed and maiden head. Now, if I look at the table, where are you? One second. One second. Both quite close to each other. I think there's got to be a reaction from uh, Fylde from um, the, the, the hammering that they took. Uh, so I'm going to go for a 2-1 home Fylde win. Okay. Borenwood Gateshead. Borenwood Gateshead. I'm going to go 2 1 Gateshead win. Yeah. Bromley Halifax. Hmm. I don't think Bromley are as good as people make out. Controversial. Ooh. And I'm sorry, Andy Woodman. I know we've done it. I've done an interview with you personally. I love you as a manager, but I think in the last couple of weeks you've been a bit ropey and I think it's starting to show. Um, so I am going to go here. I'm going to go a... I don't, I, I'd say that. I don't think they'll lose to Halifax, but I think it'll be a one-all draw. Daggers and Altrincham. Now, Altrincham have to get themselves pushing back towards them playoff places, don't they, really? And the only way that they're going to do that is with... A win, so I'm gonna go a nice, comfortable three-one away victory to Altrincham. I think this is the first week in about three weeks that one of us was backed against Dagenham, so maybe we brought the voodoo curse on. Yeah, quite possibly. I I've been a particular Daggers fan the past few. Yeah, yeah, we have. We've we've either daggered or drew. Yes, and then easily Solihull. I'm going to go 2-1 Solihull. Hall. Mm-hmm. Ebbs Fleet Rochdale. Now, I've seen maybe three or four games unintentionally of Ebbs Fleet this year. And I actually think they're a better outfit than where they are in the league. So I think this will be a one-all draw. Hartlepool Barnet. Hartlepool Barnet, 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 Barnet. I'm going to go, I'm sorry, Grant, I'm going to go a 2-1 Barnet win. Mm-hmm. My boys versus Southend. Now, obviously, Southend are on a very good run, but we're sort well, yeah, I'm going to give us a, say that we're on a good run. I know we had the, we had the shocking performance and loss to Kidderminster, but before that, we, you know, we've been pretty tight for a couple of months now, so. It's not like we're we're pushovers either, and I feel I would feel dirty to fully back against Oldham. So I'm going to back us to get a very very big playoff chasing win uh, this weekend, and I'm going to go three one Oldham. Three one, big score. Yes. Big score. Oxford and Aldershot. Mm, Oxford City. I'm so sorry, but you are a little bit rubbish, aren't you? Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
So I'm gonna go. Please don't come for me, Oxford fans. By the way, this pod this podcast is full of banter and satire. I don't need you in my DMs I'm, because you won't get a response from me. By the way, so you can try, but I, I won't bite. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. What am I gonna go? I'm gonna go. Old shot for. No, 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 no. Aldershot three. Mm-hmm. Oxford City nil. Okay. Big win for the shots. Big win uh, walking, for the shots. Walking Kidderminster. Walking, now, the, the easy option is for me to try and claim some points here and sit on the fence. And with it being so tight and there not being a lot in the league table, I think I'm going to try and be a little bit of a scumbag and claim the points. And I'm gonna go two all draw. Two all draw, nice. And then York versus Wellstone. Obviously, York have the new um manager now. So whether that will will give them the sort of a customary manager balance that you often see, or whether it'll take a bit longer for him to implement his tactics, I don't know. But the, there's a part of me that thinks York's squad is too good to be where they are for too long, and I think this is where they kick off, they kick the sort of resurgence of the back end of the season off. And I'm going to go a 2-1 York City win. Fabulous. Is that all of them? That is all of them. So I will give you a very fast rundown of Aaron's results here. So we've got 2-0 Chesterfield win. We've got a 2-1 Fylde win. We've got a 2-1 Gateshead win, and that's against Boreham Wood. We've got a one all draw in the Bromley and Halifax game. We've got a 3-1 win to Alty in their game against Daggers. We've got a 2-1 Solihull win against Eastleigh. We've got a one-all draw in the Ebbs Fleet Rochdale game. We've got a 2-1 win to Barnet in the Barnet Hartlepool game. We've got a 3-1 win to Oldham in the Oldham South uh, End game. Oxford are predicted to lose in a 3-0 loss against Shots. Uh, and then we've got a 2 all draw in the Woking-Kidderminster game. And finally, a 2-1 win in the York-Wheelstone game. Wasn't that very professional and well run through? Yeah, have you ever watched Sport Report on Five Live after the games when you're travelling back from home and they do like the classified football results? That's what I thought it sounded like. You know, when they're like, they're like uh, East 5-5, five five, uh, Arbroath 1. That's what it sounded like. Very professional. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Anyway, the pressure's off me now for at least a week, so it's your turn. Well, for you to get thrashed again. I'm back in my winning ways. I'm back in my winning ways. She's trying to take a thrashing at the fact that we picked up six points between us. We picked up the same results as if one of us had got two correct ones. And compared to our, like, 11 points, well, 12 points from the previous week, which was a shorter... Well, it might have been a small... Was it smaller? No, because we no, do the Saturday games, don't we? Yeah, right. Let me run through go. these. So, I think that Chesterfield is going to win. But I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-1 win uh, to Chesterfield. Uh, they, they seem to be liking to... Is that what I just said? I think that's what I just said as well, isn't it? No, you said 2-0. 
Did I? Right, fair enough. Yeah, I did. Well, I wrote down 2 0, so you've said 2 0 now. Okay. It's it's so quick that you have to do it that by the time we get back to the top of the list, I can't remember. <laughs> in in the filed maidenhead game. See, I always backfiled and they how many times have they done me dirty? Oh no, they gave me three points one week. Maybe I'll back them again. Um I reckon it's gonna be a one niller that game, but to filed. Nice. The Borumwood Gateshead game. I'm going to say, oh, I, I can't be following you every time, even though I agree with your prediction. She just wants to be me. That's what it is. It's so yeah. true. I want to be. Top. I want to be the guy who lost this week. That, that's what I want. That's what you I want. You can't claim this is a, a win. Like... A win is a win. Okay. We were saying this last week. If your if your team just crawls over the line but still gets a win and plays rubbish football, it's still a win. And also, in my defence, I was kind of rushing last week's uh, predictions because you did make me work on my birthday. So that's true. That is true. But you know, you've made me work throughout class time. So <laughs> swings around about it. Swings around about. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say there's going to be a three, three, two. It's going to be a big scorer to Gateshead in the Gateshead Borumwood game. Bromley Halifax. Now, I'm going to actually not sit on the fence like you, and I'm going to put a prediction for this game. And I reckon, now this might be silly, but I reckon Halifax is going to win. I'm going to give Halifax a win on this game. Nice. Um, I think it will make things interesting in the league, and therefore I'm manifesting Halifax to win. So I'm going to give Halifax a 1-0 win against Bromley. I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy game, because obviously Bromley are up there and having a good fight. But yeah, I'm going to give Halifax the win there. Um, Ulti Daggers, I'm going to... Oh, I usually back them both. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my daggers. I'm gonna stick with my daggers. This might be very silly. Uh and I'm gonna say two one to daggers. Well, so one day. So back to back fixtures, we've gone the opposite way to each other. I don't know if that's happened before. Uh well that uh, possibly it possibly has. A lot of the time you've been sat on the fence a lot. What do you mean? I've, so... also done, I've had two draws this week. You've had three draws this week. Oh, I can't, can't be bombing anymore. Sitting on the fence. Outrageous. I'm just so used to being sat down. Aha. Uh -huh. Anyway, Eastley Solihull. Uh I reckon Solihull are gonna win. I can't lie. I would I would like to make our predictions interesting and go the opposite way or go a draw, but I just think Solihull have been decent. Obviously, they lost on Tuesday, but I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Eastley also lost on Tuesday, so would you not argue that maybe they need a response? Yeah, but so do Solihull if they want to stay. So the logical answer would be a draw. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're just trying to just... Oh, no, you didn't even sit on the fence for this one. Um, no, nah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-0 to Solihull. <laughs> that might be unfair to EC. Maybe they will score, but you've drawn 2-1 and I don't think that Solihull will do more than two. So, um, tough. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, look at look at my professional predictions here. There's a tough involved. Absolute Rochdale. You know what? I'm I'm hoping for more excitement for Rochdale fans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that that would be cool. That would be nice. The thing is, it, I've got to be honest. Now, now they're on a verge of a takeover. We can go back to the football rivalry. So I don't want them winning every week. You know what I mean? In the last two weeks when the football club is at stake. I've got to be nice to them because nobody wants to see them going out of business. But I don't want them starting picking up form at this time of the year. You know what I mean? Ebsfleet have got really good form though. Some of the best form in the league. Three yeah. three wins and two draws in the last five. Possibly is the best in the league unless you count Halifax with the four wins and a loss. Nah, I still want Rochdale to win, and I'm I'm gonna say Rochdale are gonna win. Uh one nil though. I haven't okay. done my like customary massive score. Maybe I'll have to come up with one. Oh no, I, I might have I might back my shots again like every other week and give them like a stupid score. Why not? So Harley Paul Barnett, uh, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Grant to like me. I'm gonna say a Hartley Paul win. I'm gonna think that both Bromley and Barnett are gonna drop points this, this week. Interesting. Um, just just make the gap even wider for Chesterfield, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, then let let's be honest. That's unassailable. Yes. Just... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that Hartlepool are gonna win two one. I feel like that was a really interesting thing I just did with my mouth, but you know, um, I've never I've never done that before in my life. It was really exciting. I really enjoyed that. Um. <laughs> That's going to sound so bizarre to anyone who's not just watched. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Composure. <laughs> You've gone bright. Uh, yeah, that, to those who are listening, I just put all the funny faces in my mouth. That is all. It wasn't anything. <laughs> Nobody um, clip that, okay? I don't want that making the rounds on Twitter, right? So, Nothing's happening so, with that. We're so, so childish, man. I'm like, you're at uni and I'm 25. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> right, let's move on very quickly before before this. We get evolved. demonetized. Yeah, exactly. We've got, our, <laughs> we've got our, our lovely, fabulous sponsors not wanting to sponsor us anymore. Right. Uh, Oldham South End. I'm gonna say I want South End to win. I don't know, just do. <laughs> that one hurt the heart a bit, you know. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, sorry, that was quite mean. Uh, fine, fine. I'll go for a draw just for you. I'll, I'll do my first draw of the week. Um, I'm gonna say yeah, it's gonna be a. Do, do you see the power I have over her, guys? She's that. She's yeah. that worried to upset me that she won't go with what she wants to go with. Well, I'm I'm scared that you're going to be the one that goes and clips that comment and sends it out all over X. So, right, I'm going to give you a nil-nil draw. All right, that that's that's what you're getting. You're getting a nil-nil draw. That's boring. Yeah, I know. That's 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 <laughs> that, that that is purely to stick it to you. You're getting a nil-nil draw in the Oldham South End game. Nice. Two teams who are 
been scoring quite a lot recently and been letting in a few goals recently are gonna have a nil-nil draw and that's the end of it right and you know what if we come back and they have had a nil-nil draw I'm gonna be so chuffed uh, they're not going to but that's my prediction and that's what have you ever seen a goal lose a red so much and being inside a red so much about one game oh anyway like why does it always devolve when it's my predictions <laughs> it's always I'm, so polite when it's yours but i'm logical with mine so am i look at that really logical nil nil draw that i've just predicted against two teams that that score and concede right oh you're gonna think this one's really uh justified as well i'm gonna say it's gonna be a four nil shots win no four no, one that... shots win wait what, didn't i just go what did i go three one you went three nil three nil I'm I'm yeah. so bad at remembering my own predictions, but I think it's safe to say that we've kind of both lost faith with uh, Oxford City. To be fair, I really, really, really wanted them to be able to come back and sort of have a turn, but they just don't seem to be able to. And I mean, if, like, if they did it, if they did it from this point, it'd be a bigger comeback from when the doctors give me 24 hours to live. Yup. Um, but no, I always back the shots for some reason. I don't know why, but I always do. And you know, four one seems like a, a nice. I always like to throw in a big, a big prediction. So they're gonna lose like three 0 now. You know that. <laughs> well, it was excitement for the league then, isn't it? That's it. Uh, I'm gonna say that Kidderminster's gonna win, and they're gonna win one nil. And then finally, York Wheelstone. I think that Wheelstone's going to win. Um, nice. Two 0 Why not? Right. So I'll go through each game in the the, the each each fixture and give our predictions. So. <clears throat> Dorking Chesterfield, we've both gone for Chesterfield wins. I've gone 2 1 and you've gone 2 0. In the filed Maidenhead um, game, we've got a 1 0 filed for me and a 2 1 filed for you. So we agree ish there. For Borehamwood and Gateshead, I've gone 3 2 and you've gone 2 1 both to Gateshead. Bromley Halifax is the first place where we differ. I've got 1 0 Halifax, you've got a 1 all draw. Then for the Daggers game, I've gone silly and gone 2-1 Daggers and you've gone 3-1 Alty. In the EC Solihull game, we've got a 2-0 to Solihull from me and a 2-1 from Solihull to, for you. In the Ebbsfleet Rochdale game, I've gone a 1-0 Rochdale win and you've gone a 1-all draw. In the Hartlepool-Barnet game, I've gone 2-1 Hartlepool and you've gone 2-1 Barnet. Uh, in the Oldham-Southend game, I've got a 0-0 draw. Uh, which caused quite a lot of giggles. Um, and you've gone for a 3-1 Oldham win. The Oxford Shots game, I've gone 4-1 to the Shots and you've gone 3-0 to the Shots. The Woking Kidderminster game, I've gone 1-0 to Kidderminster and you've gone a 2 all draw. And finally, in the York-Wildstone game, uh, I've gone 2-0 Wildstone and you've gone 2-1 York. So there's quite a bit of difference after difference. the first like three, like which you know might mean that we all end up with another like two-pointer next week, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But that's our predictions from this week.
Very nice, very nice. And um, let's hope, like you say, we do better than last week. I think maybe just to finish off, um, shall we tell them that we? I'll, I'll say granted because it's a nice, it's a nice play on words. But we we are gonna soon get control of the Twitter account that that is. If you don't know what the Twitter account is for this podcast and for the National League in general, it is the National League look on Twitter or X, and that the tag is non-league look. And we are getting more creative freedom and creative license for that account coming up now. So we want to sort of um, we want to sort of interact with the listeners on this podcast a bit more and and do like polls and stuff and you know put things out on on the account that we've spoke about in this podcast. So that's something that we're quite excited for, isn't it, Lauren? Um, Indeed, very yeah, much so. That that will be starting hopefully by the end of this episode because Grant is firing over the logins as we speak i think so yeah i'm excited for that but if that if there's nothing else that you want to touch upon i think that's a very well-rounded well-rounded precise concise episode at one minute uh one minute one hour one minute um length so unless you've got anything else that you want to touch upon quickly not particularly, other than to remind people that I've won this week and therefore I am now 2-1 up in the entire um, competition. Uh, if you if you can't tell from those who haven't listened before, I like to go against Aaron because he, he does say that he's going to absolutely smash it out of the park and so far he's not been doing so. So just, just wanted to re-jab that in from a stunning performance from Lauren this week, if I do say so myself. I did really like that girl up until one point as well, you know. That's now wow. we're just acquaintances, you know. We just we just have to work together. It's actually um, a secret rivalry, guys. We actually we hate each other now. Yeah, if you can tell. We're we're, tra- we're trying to force each other out the company. Uh, <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, there's all love on this podcast. But if that is um, everything, I think that's everything from me and. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy listening to this episode on the way to the games tomorrow. And yeah, I think that's enough from us. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.